You're listening live to Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. It's hard to go wrong when you're on the right side. Right Side Radio. Solid, conservative, and just plain right. 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN. We are the news talk giant of North Alabama. Right Side Radio with Phil Williams. The time is right now, 4.07, and we're glad you're with us. Copper, we're down to the last hour. How did this happen? <laughs> Always. Time flies. I mean, it does fly. Uh, so uh, this has been a pretty full show, uh, Copper. I feel like we've run the gamut. The ACLU is mad at me. Matt Clark got the scoop on Mayor Reed in Montgomery trying to do a SOGI ordinance. And then my brother, uh, Hamid, came on the radio with us and talked about Afghanistan. Out of all of that, uh, what stuck out to you? The fact that we are leaving people to die in Afghanistan who are our allies, which is utterly disgusting and the opposite of the image that we want to be portraying for our great country. Yeah, I, I, I think so. I mean, that's uh, – I said earlier in my comments, uh, it was um, it was to the point of uh, – it's an emotional conversation for me in some ways. and okay. uh, But it especially got emotional having Hamid on. Um and I meant what I said. As soon as we got off the air, by the way, I called him uh, offline, thanked him for being on with us, and um, and just told him. I said, I said, I hope you heard me on the air when I said it, Hamid. Uh, one day, uh, I, I hope to just uh, give your little guy a hug and tell him that his daddy's a hero. And um, that needs to be said. I mean, I think it needs to be said. Yeah. Um, but that being said, too, there's a whole lot in the news right now. Uh, Copper, um, these. U.S. Senate race is getting pretty full. It appears that uh, Jessica Taylor has decided to announce today that she is running for the U.S. Senate. Have you seen that? Right, yeah. So now we have uh, two of the four candidates were on the show here yesterday. We had Katie Britt, uh, who announced on our show, I think, I don't know for a fact, but I think it was it was news to me. She says no new taxes if she's a U.S. Senator. Uh, it's mm-hmm. good to hear. Uh, and then followed by Mo Brooks, who did a great job uh, and um, – as always, uh, his conservative bona fides are hard to question. And he said that, um, I thought the news piece from him was that he said that his uh, perception of the number one issue related to our national defense is the fact that we have a weak and somewhat uh, insufficient uh, commander in chief right now. Um, that was interesting. So I think we need to try and get Linda Blanchard and uh, Jessica Taylor on the show sometime in the next week, give them some equal access. So, uh, Copper, if you would begin working on that, I would certainly appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, so, uh, have you had Jessica Taylor on the show before, or any of the shows that you've worked uh, here? Has she been on WVNN that you know of? We did. We had her on back when she was running for Congress. I thought so. Yeah, she had that viral uh, that viral uh, commercial where she did the over the head, uh, you know, shot and yeah. swish the net. Yeah, yeah, that worked out pretty well. Uh, I talked to. Uh, uh, her husband at the time, uh, I, I talked to him, uh, and he said that that was a one-shot take, and they couldn't believe that it worked. But, <laughs> but you know, it worked. Um, you got to love it. But uh, it's funny because I'm looking right now at her press release. And so um, we got right now, if folks, if you haven't heard it, there's four people now in the U.S. Senate race. Not a one of them are Democrats, which I'll go back to that in a minute. But there's four people in the U.S. Senate race. Most recently, of course, Linda Blanchard was in first. She put $5 million of her own money up. Mo Brooks was in right away. Uh, everybody expected that. He's a, currently a, a U.S. congressman, part of our U.S. delegation. Uh, Katie Britt uh, announced soon thereafter that was the worst-kept secret in Montgomery. Everybody felt like she was probably going to, and she, um, uh, she has, and she's become a very viable candidate, raised over $2.2 million uh, in the first uh, round, uh, and that's, that's, that's a record, I believe. 
and then now we have uh, also Jessica Taylor. And Jessica Taylor has chosen to attack Kamala Harris. It's interesting because, you know, most of the time they, they, attack, they attack Pelosi, they attack Biden. She's gone after the vice president. And I don't know that I've ever seen somebody make the vice president hmm. uh, the focus of their, um, their angst in a campaign ad. Yeah, me neither. Everybody kept saying that she was going to be the one really in charge, and she hasn't really been that much in the forefront, at least from my perspective. Well, maybe she's too busy running things in the back, and you just, that's why it doesn't appear yeah. that way. Uh, you know, I, 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 I don't usually take a lot of heat on, on Twitter. I mean, I put some stuff out there that can be controversial, but people usually know better than to try and debate me. But I have some trolls. But I did have somebody uh, tell me they thought it was inappropriate when I saw the look in uh, Kamala Harris's eye that uh, Biden better get a soup tester to uh, make sure that uh, things are, are well in the, in the White House. And I was told that was inappropriate. But um, whatever. Uh, the reality is uh, she is literally one heartbeat away from the presidency. And, uh, and if you watch President Biden, and I don't say this loosely, if you watch him, he has moments where he seems like he's there and moments when he seems like he's not. Uh, he is far more diminished in his capabilities than he ever was when he ran the last time five years ago. Listen, folks, it's uh, Right Side Radio, where we are solid conservative and just plain right. And, I, and I'm going to open up the phone lines now, 866-494-9866. That's 866-494-WVNN. If you want to call in and, 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 and opine for a moment with me about anything that we've talked about today, I'd appreciate it. I want to hear your thoughts on Afghanistan. What do you think about the fact that we are ending our time in Afghanistan, or for that matter, how we're ending our time in Afghanistan? Because I believe that we have to end at some point. It's how we end that also makes a difference. If you want to talk about critical race theory in schools, because the teachers union says it needs to be there, and the ACLU is defending that issue and they're mad at me, let's do it. If you want to talk about SOGI ordinances in Montgomery, let's do it. And I think right now, Copper, you've already got one. Let's go to Bob and Decatur. Uh, Bob Indicator has a comment, I believe, related to somewhat the Afghanistan conversation we had. Bob, uh, Phil Williams from Right Side Radio, thanks for calling in. Bob, are you there? We lost Bob. Copper, well, that, he, he didn't hold on very long. Well, the reality is I think what Bob was about to say, I saw the comment that was typed up, was uh, um, he feels like we did the same thing in Vietnam, and we did. We left a lot of people behind, and I tell you what else, too, um, and I hate to say it, but uh, we, we did the same thing in the first Gulf War um, with the Kurds. We made promises we didn't keep, and then we wound up later on having to establish a no-fly zone and help establish a sort of a semi-autonomous uh, Kurdish protection zone, uh, you know, lightly called Kurdistan. But the truth be told, uh, the Kurds were are, are still some of the sharpest people in the entire Middle East, and they, they fought with us, and then we just did not do for them what we said we would. Um, all said and done, uh, what's happening in Afghanistan is a tragedy right now. Uh, we have to leave. We can't stay there forever. I don't know why in the world we would not want to put somebody uh, or a forward operating base there permanently, because now we are going dark, by the way. We're going dark. We're going back to the pre-9-11 days where we couldn't see what was happening uh, inside the country. We've talked about a lot today, critical race theory being one of the themes, and I think we got Jeff. Is that my friend Jeff from Indiana calling in again? Jeff from Indiana, Phil Williams on Right Side Radio. Uh, what you got, man? Oh, it, uh, you know, on the teachers' union, that the, they're wanting to teach uh, the accurate history. You know, that's what they they claim to have, and wanting to teach us critical race theory. 
you know, I want to see them actually teach uh, accurate history. I want them to teach uh, which di- which party is responsible for Jim Crow laws. I want them to teach which party has had the was the, uh, the first uh, uh, United States uh, representatives that the Democrats tried to uh, unseat. Uh, yeah. Which party freed the slaves? Uh, I'm sure they'd like to teach all these things, but I, I wonder if they would stick up for teaching that kind of accurate history or not. I, I doubt it. And, 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 and thank you, my out-of-state brother. I appreciate you continuing to listen to the show, and we're glad you're on with us. I uh, appreciate your call. Yeah, what he's referring to there right now is that the ACLU and the teachers' union tend to most often identify with the Democrat Party. And, and they just do. Don't try and tell me otherwise. I mean, I know there's a lot of teachers out there that vote Republican. But the teachers' union spends its money predominantly on candidates for the Democrat Party. And, and yet, if you look at it, the history that they're saying they're concerned, oh, we're not going to teach an accurate history. Well, my friend Jeff from Indiana just pointed out the accurate history is that the Democrat Party uh, was the party that so often upheld Jim Crow laws. And the Democrat Party is not the party that freed the slaves. That was the Republican Party. And so all said and done, um, it, it, listen. Let me say it again unequivocally. We are not a systemically racist nation. We are not. Bad things have happened. Bad things have happened. Slavery was horrible. Slavery was, was wrong and, 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 God forbid, should never be repeated anywhere in the world. All that to say, we also abolished it, all right? Jim Crow was wrong. There never should have been a back of the bus. There never should have been a, uh, a separate bathroom. There never should have been separate water fountains. That was awful. And guess what? We abolished it. You're not systemically racist if you have changed the system. Will there be racists still in society? Yeah, because uh, people by their very nature do bad things at times. Will there be people who commit crimes? Yes. Will there be people who... Uh, uh, try to get a leg up on somebody else uh, uh, by stabbing them in the back? Yes. And will there be people who are, are not hired because somebody had a, um, an inconsistent uh, position on race? Yes. But that is not the system. Those are the one-offs that are unfortunately in our world. And they are not who we are as a nation. This nation has stood against slavery. This state, Alabama, no state has come further because don't try and tell me that the same state where the capital of the Confederacy once existed wasn't also the state where the civil rights movement was birthed, because we were. The march across the Edmund Pettus Bridge in Selma, the march to Montgomery, it happened in Alabama. Dexter Avenue Baptist Church, where Dr. King used to teach, is right down the street from our state capital. Bad things have happened in Alabama, but we are also the birthplace of the things that brought us out of that. Do not forget where you live is the same place that while it may have been part of the origination, it also became part of the solution. I do not deny that the very last slave ship known to have existed to bring black slaves from Africa sailed into Mobile Bay. It's a horrible situation, and we should tell that story. And, and when I was a kid in public school, we told those stories. And we were, we were taught that racism was bad, and we were taught, by the way, that, that slavery was awful. I remember as a child going to Chaffee Elementary in Huntsville, Alabama, we had assemblies 
for a period of several weeks, and we watched the documentary uh, miniseries uh, Roots, written by Alex Haley. And it was it still to this day has an impact on me. But but all said and done, that I was being taught that it was wrong. There was no cleaning up or whitening of history, and there's still not. We're not a racist nation. We're not a racist state. We're the greatest state in the greatest nation on the face of the earth. And right now, in the northern part of that state, you get to listen to Right Side Radio. I'm Phil Williams. I'm your host. We are solid, conservative, and just plain right. We're going to educate, entertain, empower, and enlighten you on a daily basis. You're going to walk away from the show feeling like, I want to be a right side ruffian. I want to go say not on my watch. Mm, man, let's get her done, folks. Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We'll be right back after this. Seventy AM, ninety-two point five FM, WVNN, the News Talk Giant of North Alabama. Phil Williams hosting Right Side Radio. The time right now is four twenty-four. We're glad you're with us. Right Side Radio. Here's the mantra: solid, conservative, and just plain right. And we know it. We know it to be true. We've been putting some stuff out today, man. We've had we've had two news scoops, Copper. I mean, I don't know if you've caught it. We're not just news talk. Apparently, we're news. Um, we got the scoop on Montgomery. You heard that one. Uh, we got the scoop on uh, the, the, the ACLU. I don't think anybody in the nation has been become aware that the ACLU is also now fighting with the teachers union to promote critical race theory. That's, that's a good deal. Um, hey, listen, the phone lines are open, 866-494-9866. That's 866-494-9866. I've got two callers on the line that I'm going to go to, but I'm going to throw one more thing out there. One more thing. How do you feel about the fact that the Biden administration wants to come knock on your door and check on your medical status as to whether you've decided to get a uh, vaccine or not? Oh, I better get a call on this one. How do you feel about the fact that the Biden administration wants to knock on your door to see whether you've had a vaccine? Hey, listen, I've got some phone calls ready for me right now. Um, Marcus from Athens is on the line. Uh, Copper, let's go to Marcus from Athens. Uh, Marcus, Phil Williams on Right Side Radio. What you got? Yes, I just wanted to let you know that I'm a gay individual, and there are a lot of gay and lesbian and that are libertarian and conservative individuals, though we are few and unfortunately not very loud because of the number that we have. We do not believe in the persecution of Christians and their beliefs. And I just want to say something... (laughs) Let me reply to that, Marcus, and I think you had something on critical race theory, too. But um, Yes, well, I did. But let me, let me say this first, though, Marcus. I want to say this first of all. Excellent okay. point, and, and I, will, I will agree with you. I think the vast majority of, um, of those who have a homosexual lifestyle do not have any desire to persecute Christians, and I think the vast majority of them also probably have, probably share a lot of the same conservative beliefs that I espouse on this radio show. I mean, I can think of some that, are, that, are, that I follow on social media, like Rick Grinnell, who I think the world of for his opinions on foreign policy and intelligence uh, and all that to say. 
I think the issue becomes when it's 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 beaten on um, folks who don't believe in that lifestyle that that and the fact that we don't you know condone or live that way or approve of it per se as a as a matter of faith or anything else that it suddenly becomes a condemnation and and that would be that would be wrong at that point. Yes, I also wanted to say if your church or you are not represented at every school board meeting or city council meeting, shame on you. You should be there every time, trying your best, doing what needs to be done for our children. It's sad. Well, Marcus, I appreciate the call, and I, I can hear your passion. And I, and I appreciate you uh, uh, taking the risk of calling into the station. No one's going to persecute you on this channel for having a belief. And I'll be honest with you, if you uh, truly believe something uh, and you can defend it, then I don't mind hearing from you. Um, I may not always agree, but the truth be told, uh, you did make a great point. And the point that Marcus has made, by the way, the last thing he said was, shame on us if we don't speak out. And that situation right now with the SOGI ordinance going on down in Montgomery, people of Montgomery that may be hearing this, you need to show up at that next city council meeting and have some thoughts ready. Now, listen, I'm going to go ahead and take another call right now. I got Melvin and Decatur on about critical race theory. Uh, Melvin and Decatur, uh, right side radio, Phil Williams. Uh, what you got, man? Hey, man, first I want to let you know, welcome to the station. Uh, I think you do a great job. I actually like your voice. Wow, well, I appreciate uh, that. <laughs> Thank you. What I, I don't really understand this critical race theory thing, but it made me ask the question, do you believe, I would like to ask you this question, do you believe the descendants of slave owners, was that advantageous for, the, for those descendants? Do I, I'm, I'm, I'm tracking your question, do I believe that the descendants of slave owners in some way benefit from the fact that their predecessors owned slaves. I got one minute. I think that was your question. Uh, at this point, I would say the answer is is no, because that's been so long before. But do I believe that at the time people were benefiting from slaves? They probably were, uh, and and it was still wrong, and it shouldn't have happened. And 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 if you have um, farms that employed slaves. Uh, or you had other labor that was conducted by slaves, 30. and you benefited back, back then, yeah, uh, that was still wrong. Do I think people are benefiting from it now? No, I don't. And I don't think anybody here should be held account for the generations that lived well before them. Listen, we're going up against a hard break. I know we got a caller on the hold. We'll get back to him in a minute. It's Phil Williams, Right Side Radio. We're solid, conservative, and just plain right. We'll be right back. This is News Talk 770 AM, 92.5 FM, WVNN.